0: This is a true Canadian love story.
1: We were meant to be together.
0: I can't imagine my life without you.
2: Honestly, he's a light of my life.
0: It's nice to be in that tractor beam of love. I'm her biggest fan.
2: I think I knew I'd lost my heart again.
0: I knew I wanted a
2: marriage like that. Difficult roads can lead to very beautiful destinations. Well, love is the most important thing. I appreciate your openness to go through this life and always say yes, and I appreciate that you love my kind of crazy, (laughs) and that um, I love your kind of uniqueness as well, and I don't think I would want to go through this with anybody else.
0: Don't think, eh? It's almost 65%. (laughs) (laughs) So nice.
1: Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. This week's love story belongs to Jen and Chris from Toronto. They came together in the most Canadian of ways, in an ice storm. What was shaping up to be a tragic tale of interrupted travel became a story they've been joyfully telling for 18 years. It's got everything a great story should have, tears, beers, and a happy ending. This is the Canadian Love Map. Hi, Jen and Chris. Hi. Hello. So great to talk to you. I'm so excited about this conversation. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to talk to you too, Nancy. Yeah,
0: for sure. Super fun.
1: You guys are gamers. And before we talk about how you met, which is a very cool part of your story, I want you to take us to your lives at the time you met. So tell me about what was going going on in your life, each of you
2: at the time. Okay, so uh, I'm from Winnipeg originally, and had just moved to Toronto about um, just about a year before Chris and I met. Um, And the reason I moved from Winnipeg was actually I had called off a wedding um, and needed to get the heck out of it. (laughs) Your wedding, not just (laughs) any
0: wedding, your (laughs) wedding.
2: (laughs) I called off a wedding, my wedding, because it didn't feel right and decided that I need to get out of Winnipeg and and start fresh, start and do something bold instead of, I handed my resume to two different clients and it was either going to be Calgary, Toronto, ended up getting a job opportunity in Toronto and moved here. The difficulty was, is it was like full on sex and a single girl. And every single date that I had had up until the time that Chris and I met was like the most disastrous date possible. It was fodder for a chapter book on how not to do dates in, <laughs> in a big city. Um, Cause it was just like, you know, a guy who wanted to smell my feet and another guy who like, just like, it was just weird stuff. You know, it was the lava life days and and it's just, it was bad. So right before uh, Chris and I met, I had sworn off men. And I was like, listen, if I decide that eventually I want to have a baby, I'll get a turkey baster and a good friend. I really, really don't need to have a relationship. I am done like dinner with, um, with dating, because it just was not working out for me. And I was about twenty nine at the time when I was when I got to the airport. So that was me. I was working in marketing and uh, hanging out in Toronto with my single friends (laughs) yeah okay i've got this
1: image of a runaway bride uh julia roberts (laughs) with a turkey baster in one hand i'm totally ready (laughs) chris draw draw us a picture of your wow
0: yeah i gotta top that okay i I was living my best life um no it really was a great time for me i was working uh coast to coast so i traveled all across canada and uh I hadn't sworn off women per se, but I had never shown in much of an interest in a long-term relationship goal. Uh, it was great. I had great friends who were making that choice, but it just really wasn't for me. I hadn't met the right person. Um, and I could be personality-driven on my part. I was actually told once that I was a passable lover and a terrible boyfriend. And I'm like, man, all that, I can live with that. That's absolutely honest. I'm, I'm totally good with that. Just above a C plus. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. Yeah, so I was living a great time. I had a great group of friends and full of travel, and and then Jen came along and changed it all.
1: Yeah. Okay, so here's where you meet. Now, Jen, you had a best friend who was doing a little better in her love life (laughs) and decided to take the plunge and was getting married. That's right. I guess little did you know that your whole life was going to
2: change because of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she actually, for the, the for the longest time, kept saying, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, that day that Chris and I met actually was, and it's funny because we actually now hold a rule that we never get our tires changed back to our summer tires until after April the 4th, because it was April 4th here in Toronto. Um, it There was an ice storm, like a freak ice storm. And I guess the Toronto airport at that point in time had decided that they no longer needed de-icing fluid because we were... know, fine for the rest of the season and so they basically had said to everybody we have run out of de-icing fluid we're waiting for it to come from either Ottawa or Chicago all flights are delayed um you know I got there about I was there about 7 30 or 8 o'clock in the morning and had already been told that my first flight had been postponed so I was kind of teary I was really homesick and it was one of those you know I was here in Toronto going is this the right decision for me like is this the best idea should I maybe go back um, and, you know, I never want to be that one that sort of was like, oh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't successful in the big city. But so I, was, I have all the kinds of emotions, but I decided to go to the Second City Lounge to have breakfast and have a good cry. And Chris, you got there what time?
0: Uh, my flight was supposed to be at 11. Uh, and I actually got checked in. And then they're like, yeah, you got to come get your bags again. So back to the, down to the baggage department, literally every flight that's coming in, plus the returns from all the flights that didn't weren't going out were all come Like they didn't even label the carousels anymore. They wanted to just kind of sign up that said, screw it, good luck. <laughs> um, so I got my bags and, and I had checked uh, to get a flight out. I was trying to get to Vancouver. Uh, so I, I, asked my agent if there was a flight that was going to continue on through internationally. And there was one that was supposed to continue on later on. So I figured if they're going to get a plane through, it's going to be that plane. So book me on that. It's, I don't know, nine or nine 30, it leaves. So I have now nine hours and a corporate credit card. So
1: you
0: go to the second city lounge. Who doesn't like to laugh? Maybe a little lunch.
2: So, so tell me what is the second city lounge? It's in it's the right. airport. It's not even there anymore. It was Terminal oh. Two back in the day, and it was okay. kind of like you know the the place that you'd go for breakfast. Or they the, had a
0: smoking lounge. They did
2: have a smoking lounge, I remember, was it and we were back then. Was, it was it comedy? There
0: was no, no. There's pictures no, of like okay. John Candy on the wall. Not no, that there's anything oh, okay. wrong with that. But,
2: but yeah, I actually yeah. met Joe Flaherty that morning, <laughs> which is the weirdest thing <laughs> no, so because cool, he actually. is a Second City cast member, and I'm like, I know you, and he signed he signed something like a napkin or something because I remember thought that was such a randomly weird fact about here crying in my scrambled eggs and there's this actual guy from second city beside me so that was kind of funny but i was sitting there crying in my eggs and this guy looks over and goes hey you're our buzz you gotta stop crying man <laughs>
0: Well, because you show up and there's there's a camaraderie to the people sitting in the smoking area because it's tight and you have to share tables. So I was like, hey, where aren't you going today? And there was a guy who wasn't going to Washington to see his girlfriend, a guy who wasn't getting home to the East Coast. And I'm like, great. Well, we're not getting anywhere together. How about a beer? So that kind of how it started. And then this girl was over in the corner with curly hair and soggy eggs. And she was really bringing it down a little bit. So I'm like, hey, come on over What's your name? Where aren't you going? I'm Jen and I'm not going to Winnipeg. Okay, it's all right. My we got a friend's wedding and she's really
2: homesick. And, you know, and so I think it took me about a good 20 minutes and then all the tears were gone and we were laughing hysterically. Like we just kind of connected really quickly with this whole group of people that were characters, all, all not going anywhere as well. And it was really funny, like people were coming in and we were almost like became the entertaining hosts of people sort of moving in and out of canceled flights and coming for a beer and whatever. And they were like, how long have you guys been together? And we looked at each other and we literally just met 45 minutes ago, but we did look to, at each other once and said, like, hey, I think you said to me, hey, I feel like I've known you forever.
0: Oh, it was my best line. That's way better, <laughs> way better oh. than a C plus line, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, and it she really, fell
2: for it. I oh, know, right?
0: Line, line and sinker didn't stand a chance. No, it, it was really uh, odd. I had never experienced that that familiarity, I guess, uh, with another person. So it was really just, wow, this is totally kind of cool. And it really wasn't about the relationship at the time. It was just really that, that kind of warm feeling you get when you mesh with somebody.
2: Yeah. And it was funny. Like I was sort of, he's a little, Chris a little bit older than I am, but I sort of said, what's wrong with you? How come you haven't um, got married or been in a relationship or anything? And he said, just never found the right person. And I don't want to settle and not settling was kind of the vibe of why I had ended that previous relationship is that I felt it didn't feel like that romantic Robust love of my life. It felt like I was going to be settling. And so when Chris said that, I just thought, oh, there's a sign here. This is someone who's speaking my speaking my jam
0: speaking love language. Yeah.
2: So I think there's also
1: a sign in that he didn't take offense when he <laughs> led with you led with what's wrong with you. Exactly.
0: It's probably not the first time I'd heard it. <laughs> uh, no, it was a fair question, right? Like oh, a lot of people moving through life. Yeah, a, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah.
1: So yeah, well, so it was a we, very direct question. It yeah, was.
0: was. No, and you know what? That's kind of permeated our entire relationship. We don't play games. There's not wait to see if I should three days to call or whatever it was. Yeah. None of that crap. Like, listen, you want to talk to me? Talk to me. Yeah. You know, I you need that something? Was just so to ask. That was so
2: good. Like Chris said, like let's not play games. Let's just if you want to text me, text me. I thought, oh, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever heard. Are you being serious? Like it was it's a trick. trick. It's a trick, it's a trick. I love track. it. Yeah, okay, but we're
1: jumping ahead. so yeah. we are, Slow down, we down there, even left slow the down. Yet. This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story, too. So visit CharmDiamondCenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. So not only only were you going to your best friend's wedding, Jen, but you had an important role.
2: Yeah, I was supposed to be the master of ceremonies, so that was my role in the wedding. Was I was going to be there, and you know, it got to the point where um I had chose not to be. I wasn't part of the bridal team, bridal team, bridal party, because back then it was way too expensive for me to go back and forth for all of the things. But I was really excited to be at MC at her wedding, and uh there was a lot of teary phone calls throughout the day, as you know, every couple of hours of my flight that was postponed to one got you know postponed, and then my one to three o'clock and then five o'clock and it was the five o'clock flight that you know finally it said canceled like it went from postponed to being canceled and I was just this bawling mess out in the where the bathrooms are from where the lounge was and Chris happens to come along and he says hey hey what's going on I'm like, I thought we fixed I this thought this is good we're okay <laughs> and I said it's, it's canceled like I can't because I was trying to figure out could I take the train could I drive you know because there was such a a feeling of fleetingness that, that I was going through. And he said, well, hold on a sec. The fat lady hasn't sung yet. Let's, let's go talk to somebody. I said, do you see that lineup at air Canada? I think there was like 400 people deep trying to rebook and Chris looks over. And this is why I love his brain so much is like when he asked what flight was going international to me, nobody thinks that way. Right. As far as logistically, what would make sense? And he says, well, why don't we go to rapid air? They have the same computers and there's a lady over there that nobody's talking to I was like, that makes so much sense. So we go over and Chris says, Hi, what's your name? And she says, Lisa. And he says, Lisa, I need to ask you a question. What would you do to get to your best friend's wedding? And she pretty much said,
0: She was. Well, she goes, Well, I guess I'd do pretty much anything. I'm like, Great, Lisa. Oh. That's the mindset. How do you we are get. Good. Well, wait, it was it's like, How do we get Jennifer to Winnipeg? And she's like, we, We're not flying to Winnipeg. I said, Lisa, best friend's wedding. I'm on a flight to Vancouver. It's still on the board. She's like, tick, tick,
2: tick, 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 tick. actually, first she said, we don't do that at Air. Camp.
0: No, no, yeah, not yet. So yeah. she's like, we could we could fly her to Winnipeg or to Vancouver on my flight and then fly her back to Winnipeg. Oh, we don't do overflights. Lisa, best friend's wedding. Yeah. She's like, fine. I'll- well, there's room on the flight, and we could get her back on the, the red eye kind to of thing Edmonton. It's to Edmonton yeah. landing just like 11 or whatever it was. Yes. And I'm like, and She's like, man, there's a seat next to you.
2: Or well, I think that you can seem oh. to have a connection. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. and so she booked Come it. Come on. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm stunned. Like, I'm st- standing there going, is this happening? Did, what is going on here? And so she had me going to Vancouver, back to Edmonton, having a quick stop over Edmonton, back to Winnipeg, to get there within an hour of before the wedding is supposed to be happening. So at this point, I'm like, are you kidding me? I said, if this happens, I'm going to kiss you. He goes... Girl, you wanted to kiss me the minute you met me. And I was just sitting here going, oh, like, what a, oh, you know, like. his
0: quiet sense. self-confidence is <laughs> oh, what that is. That's I quiet like that. self-confidence, yeah.
1: That's it's not that. a C plus, that's an A+. Plus. Oh,
0: it is. Hey, listen, every even a blind cat finds a mouse every <laughs> yeah. once in a while.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so we went back to the lounge and we decided to, now we're in celebratory mood. Now we're like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. I'm getting on a flight. I can't believe this. And everybody we'd made friends with then, by this time, like the majority of the airport had sort of like, you know, it's almost like we were the only last men standing. Everyone else had given up and every flight was canceled. So they went to see if they could get flights and one was going to go propose to his girlfriend and he got on a flight. The other one was an ice road trucker who'd been away for four months or five months from his family. He got a flight. So it was like, it was a joyous occasion by the time, you know, we're sitting in the lounge at that point in time. And so when we were trying to pass through security, now Chris is like, no, don't mess this up because oh, yeah. now
0: we actually have yeah. to go. So, so the three plane. hours pass again, <clears throat> corporate credit card and rather suspect tracking abilities when it came to expenditures. So Jen is in fine form now. And I was like, okay, you got to get through security on the plane because they can say no. And this would all be very funny, but very sad at the same time. So we, we straighten her up when we get through and uh, we're waiting to board. And it's like, Okay, I think we got this. And so we sit down.
2: We breathe.
0: We breathe a little bit, kind of buckle in.
2: And then Chris gives me, like, that kiss. Like, he grabs my face, and we're just starting to take off. And he holds my face, and he gives me this kiss that lasts until we're at cruising altitude. And it is,
0: like... Yeah. humblest apologies to the guy in seat C-, C.
2: Yeah, poor he, guy. He, oh, that he poor did not guy. need to see
0: that. He but was... That's, that's okay.
2: He was then... Party of like five hours of getting to know each other with the chemistry and tension that has been for you know being together and hanging out all day. I think I was like I had a leg on his lap or like I you know oh, the poor guy kissed the lips right off my face. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is, before we left, Chris had found a friend of his who is a Newfoundlander, and as we all know, in the beautiful country of Canada, how generous Newfoundlanders are, who we affectionately call the Newf um and said I have a friend can she come in like crash your place for a couple of hours because she just needs to to sleep for a little bit and then she's got to get back on another plane so by the time we get to Vancouver it was about one o'clock in the morning Vancouver time and probably the 4 a.m Toronto time and I was like literally been up for almost 24 hours and having a very celebratory mindset for the last half of the day so I was dying and we get to um our friend Sean's place and He's got charcuterie out. He's changed the sheets. He's got like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, but he yeah. also
0: single guy in Vancouver charcuterie It's like he opened a tin <laughs> of tuna or something like that. But it was still very kind. He had
2: some black very a couple hot dogs. Yeah, it was so good. And <laughs> the funny thing was, he also didn't have a lot of hair, and um, my hair is wildly curly. And so I went to go have a shower, and he had like a shampoo. But ultimately then didn't have a brush either. So I had no brush and had just shampooed my hair. So if any woman knows or any man knows what it's like, if you have really long, thick, curly, knotty hair, that just turned into essentially a cluster swamp's nest that then sat in a ponytail on top of my head for the rest (laughs) of the duration of travel, um, which was fantastic. And then Chris stayed up and got me back towards the airport. I got to the airport and then got to Edmonton and was so desperately not wanting to like, um, fall asleep waiting to get on the plane. But when I got on the plane, I was at the very last row right in front of the washrooms and had shared with them, my seatmate, this whole endeavor, of what happened. And of course he was gossiping to um, the flight attendants. And I said to the flight attendants, I know this is such a big thing to ask, but I literally have less than an hour to try and to get to my friend's wedding. Is there any chance that I could move up to the front and they're like, Oh, it's totally full capacity. And I said, is there any chance like, just help me out here. And they said, okay, we're going to leave your bag at the front. So it'll be, you know, at seat 1A and you can go before the, the thing dings, like before you have the ding in there, you know, the plane. And so I'm getting ready, looking for them to give me the nod, we land and I'm sort of like, give me the nod, give me the nod. So they finally give me the nod and I get up and I start running towards the front of the plane. And of course it dings and everybody clambers up. But what had happened was this guy was such a chatty Cathy that he told the entire plane what had happened essentially, or it had gone, you know, sort of by telephone. I went viral on the plane. And everyone's like, he says, run, Jen, run. She's got to get to her friend's wedding. And everybody parted like the Red Sea. And suddenly I was actually able to get up the aisle, which to me is shocking that in a plane, somebody actually moved out of the way for you to get to the front. Right. So I got my bag and I ran out um, down the escalators in the airport I'm literally saying to my mom, start the car, start the car. Oh my God. I, we're going to make it. I think this is about less than an hour, but because my hair, like everything, like I was a hot mess, right. You know, I ha- hadn't properly showered or changed clothes in 24 hours. I had this hair. So we went to my hairdressers cause he's like, I can make magic happen. So he washes my hair. I'm literally getting changed in his seat. He's been a family friend for a thousand years and is fabulous. And, um, he he's doing my hair to make something good of it while my mom's putting on pantyhose and a dress and my dad is outside waiting like this is his life's work to get me to this wedding on time. And so literally he's you know revving the engine 20 minutes before I'm even ready and I go running in to, to get the car. He gets me to the wedding to the point that when we get to the wedding he comes up and it's like a screeching halt like it's like a you know kind of thing and at that point my friend who's about to walk down the aisle stops. And sees me because she hears the screeching tires, and her husband-to-be thinks that she's totally maybe having second thoughts because she's looking outside the door, like she's not looking down the aisle. <laughs> so, so we we embrace. Like I come running in, we embrace. I'm still like a hot mess because nothing's together, but it is what it is. And then I go to sit down, and who do I end up sitting down beside? But my ex-fiance, which was a whole another kit and caboodle of awkwardness and what have you. Jam, but I got, wait,
1: this is the fiance who you <laughs> left at the altar. Yes,
2: yes. Okay, awkward. Alrighty, it was awkward. Yeah, yeah, it was really awkward. Um, but you know what? It was okay. It was funny because I had a moment where I had thought maybe I'd made a mistake and that maybe you know he was the right one. And then as soon as like it was almost like divine intervention because suddenly Chris coming in when I was having such this terrible sort of relationship. Role going on here in Toronto. And it was like, and then I, I sort of sat beside him and went, no, the, this was, this is not meant to be what just happened mm-hmm. is totally meant to be. And so Chris actually was gone for another month, right? so were you. Yeah. Cause I went to, I came back from the wedding and I went traveling to Scotland and Ireland and and we were keeping in touch via Hotmail. I think it was back <laughs> in the day. I bet, it, I bet it was Hotmail. Oh yeah. I don't even think it was <laughs> Gmail yet, but I did say, um, you know I, i'm just wondering how you feel about maybe a second date kind of thing and chris said i'm coming straight from the airport when i get back and we're going on our, we're having a second date so that was pretty cool because that was pretty solidifying you know i think we met april the 4th and our second date was maybe 8th
0: right yeah, i think so i was yeah. working in vancouver for a bunch when jen was traveling and when i got back uh, just topped in a cat. <laughs> see, I didn't know. I thought this just was a nice thing. Hey, there's Jen. Let's have that date. And Jen's like, he's coming straight from the airport. He's been gone for a month. Oh, my God. He must really like me. So I show up at her door. She opens the door and just babbles like, oh, my God. It's so good to see you. Okay. A, and it's so good. Did I say you good to see you? It's good to see you. And then I just took her face and I kissed her to to shut her up. Uh, and apparently that was the right gesture, too. Another good, Another good move. And what did you say? I said you talk too much.
1: <laughs> oh, I love your I love your candor.
0: <laughs> oh, it's got to be truthful. There's so much humor in the truth. Anyhow, so that's how it really started. And then from then it was a, literally a whirlwind.
2: You helped me move.
0: I helped you move. We had a nice party.
2: Yeah, we went to it. We had a tacky tourist party for. A, I just moved in with a new room, roommate, and Circus was floored that I had not rented a U-Haul and.
0: Oh yeah, so the different <laughs> here in toronto like you don't do that right yeah two days before moving she doesn't have a truck built now in winnipeg that's fine in toronto you need a little more lead time than that so i leverage it up and find a moving truck and then the only people who show up to move her are me this really gangly girlfriend of hers and uh, this other guy who she dated like in this time the poor guy was tiny i'm like i don't care grab the couch let's go <laughs> Yeah, so we moved in, and and, uh, and then
2: you kind of never left, like you sort of. I really did. I kind of
0: carved my own, uh, got my own drawer, and that was yeah. it. Yeah,
2: and then we actually got engaged July the nineteenth. So within three months of meeting, we yep. we were uh, we went to a James Taylor concert, and I said this was a magical night, and he said, "No, what would be magical if is if you did the honor of being my wife?" And that was it. Eighteen years ago. If you can believe
1: it. I also can tell just from talking to you for this amount of time that you are both gamers. <laughs> yeah. You you know, you seem to have that adventurous spirit in common. Yep. Is there one of you that drives that bus more or do you both just really? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I'm just the, I'm the yes man. I can take a look. Hey, you know what? We're climbing Kilimanjaro for uh, for my 40th uh, birthday and your t- our 10th anniversary. Okay. Uh, Do I get boots? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, You know what? I was really thinking. Did that happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Did you do that? that Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow.
2: I mean, Chris is, I think he understands that I am a um, a bit of a wild spirit, right? I love kind of the freedom of adventure. He's always been a traveler as well. So we really had the good fortune of, of getting along really well with that. But we've traveled for the most part, never having anything booked. Like we'll have the first night booked. And then we'll just see where the day takes us and see where we end up. And for the most part, I see there was maybe one, (laughs) one or two incidents where
0: it's never not worked out. Eventually, (laughs) it's never been a total and complete. And listen, the best stories are about the times that it was a challenge. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. So, like, I actually um, had a really important person to me pass uh, in 2015, and it just, it, it floored me. It took me, it took me out. Like I probably would say that was the one time that I definitely understood what depression felt like. Um, but I started also really feeling like we had this big plan that someday we were going to travel the world and we weren't doing it. We kept pushing it and pushing it saying, well, in five years, we'll do it in five years.
0: we'll do it. Yeah. When the money's right. When, yeah. the time, when is the money Nothing's right? Nothing's
2: ever right. So we kind of just went with tomorrow. It's a, it's Timothy. Oh gosh. What's his name? It's the guy who does the four hour work week talks about, um, tomorrow can easily become, that's right. Tim Ferriss. And he talks about tomorrow can easily become never. And that became our mantra. And we just decided that we were going to put all our stuff in storage and take our kids and travel the world. And, you know, Chris said, yes. So I Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, we've been very lucky to have the kind of respectful relationship that just is open and game to doing, to your point, whatever it is that is important to the other, you know, I don't think there's anything that the cottage is really important to Chris. And I know I think we, we really endeavor to try and be out in nature as much as we can and just be grateful for what we've got. Okay.
1: Okay. So this is a big question. I can't wait to hear your answers. Chris, what do you love most about Jen?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like her laugh lines uh, just because there's so much tied to it. She's, you know, she spent so much time trying not to, you know, I got to get sunscreen on her makeup. And I remember her just sitting on a beach in, in Thailand and and just, you know, spent, her hair was caked with salt from the sea. And she, she's got these tan lines with these, the, the laugh lines there. And I mean, that's that's literally proof of a life well lived. So I love her laugh. I love her, her spirit, her endeavor. I love her to bits. I'm going to keep her. I'd renew the lease. Ten more years.
2: Yeah. We always, like, have a lease negotiation. that, Like, every ten years, we say, okay, are we going to renew this lease for ten more years? Does it sound like it's worth it? And we then usually decide, yes. There
0: you go. <laughs> a couple of renegotiations. But, yeah, generally how it goes.
2: I like the What about you? Lease what do you love idea? about me best? Oh, what do I love about Chris? Um, his, his dry sense of humor. You know, it's a funny... Um, Someone was asking me, like, if we had this was a movie, like who would who would play him? And I said, Oh, it's like a Ryan Reynolds. Like that's the kind of the dry sense of humor is as you can see, is always oh, yeah. been-
0: Brad Pitt is available for the lesson <laughs> too, by the way. Just saying.
2: Um, and I think the fact is, is that we will always feel like um Chris is kind of like the I'm trying to think of the right word. Like he will take care of us. He is always going to be that person that Uh, within our family is the you know it's a it's a heavy task to care like to carry but he is the person that we know will always um, be the protector be the guardian be the uh, entertainer be the cook be the like you just he he just will always be there and I think that's something that I feel like um, he's so competent and so capable that it's just that anytime we're trying to figure something out he he figures it out including the kids homework which I'm so grateful that I don't really get involved in because oh my god I hate grade nine new math it's like the worst (laughs) thing ever
1: oh I'm with you on that one oh it sucks with you one last thing I would like you both to deliver a valentine's message to your partner even though they're sitting right beside you lean into the mic and deliver
0: you're not gonna like this. This this is gonna wreck all the all the work that we've done. You're gonna laugh. You're you're not gonna. This is not <laughs> gonna go the way you think. <laughs> okay.
2: Are you gonna set up Are you gonna tell the truth? Nope. though? Yeah, I'm telling okay, the truth. Okay. All right. All right. Look,
0: look at me in the eyes. I'm
2: looking.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at you with the eyes. I will tell you the same thing I tell you every Valentine's Day. This is an absolute joke of a holiday. I don't need one day to tell you how much I love you. I attempt to show it every day in any small or grandiose gesture. That is Valentine's Day. Not just the 14th of February.
2: Oh, my God. Okay, that was a good setup. Honestly, I'm impressed with
0: you. Yours to me now, Jen.
2: Okay, because I'm I'm feeling on the spot. I have to tell you, Nancy, that Chris bought a Valentine's Day card that he just gives me the same Valentine's Day card every year. (laughs) Because he doesn't believe in Valentine's Day. So he just goes, here you go. And so, like, we learned not even to write on the envelope. We just stick it back in and it's turned into a big joke between us as far as...
0: Of, uh, yeah, so, so maybe humor is a great part of love.
2: Yes, yeah. My <laughs> Valentine's message to you is: um, I appreciate your openness to go through this life and always say yes. And I appreciate that you love my kind of crazy, <laughs> and that um, I love your kind of uniqueness as well. And I don't think I would want to go through this with anybody else.
0: Don't think, eh? That's almost sixty-five percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so nice so nice so nice wow it's lukewarm oh that's beautiful i love you too
1: happy valentine's day guys happy valentine's Valentine's day to you thanks so much for listening to the canadian love map if you love us please subscribe and share we'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centres. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. This has been
0: a Podstarter
1: Production. production.